Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the fourth episode of this season's Bama Baseline podcast. Uh, this Saturday, or last Saturday, February 20th, the Crimson Tide played an uncomfortably close one to Vanderbilt at home and won 82-78. What did you guys think about the win? Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Uncomfortably close is probably exactly how you want to put it. Um, listen, this wasn't the Tide's best showing, and that was – Honestly, something we talk about on the podcast, right? After a week off, it was either going to be really good for them or really bad. And, you know, it's proven that we'll talk about that even more in the next, when we talk about the next game, but that time off is it's helped us get healthy, but man, we've lost our touch a little bit. Uh, Luckily enough, Shackelford plays a good game and scores 27, but this was entirely too close to a really not a really lackluster Vanderbilt team. Yeah, I mean, I just personally think that I this game was just way too close. Like, we should have killed this team, to be completely honest. Uh, it was, was like, like you said, taking a week off could have hurt us or could have benefited us. I mean, it did help us get he- somewhat healthier. But yeah, like you said, we did lose our touch, which showed in that game outside of Jay uh, Shackelford. But, yeah, I mean, this just wasn't the best showing for the Tide. And, I mean... Outside of getting the win, I mean, there's nothing to be really proud about. Yeah, I definitely would echo that sentiment. Um, this is not really a win uh, the Crimson Tide's going to talk about after this. Uh, they're going to hope as many people forget about this game as there were uh, people who really remember this game, because I don't think anybody's going to remember it. Um, it was uncomfortably close, and I think – this should have been a slight warning before our Arkansas game that maybe we just weren't ready or we hadn't had enough reps since our little break. Um, But yeah, I thought the whole team just played average. Nobody really stood out. No stats really jumped off the page. Um, You know, player of the game was probably Alex Reese. I would give it to him. He played a very solid game around some lackluster performances. Um, But you get the win. That's all you can really ask for when you're at home. Yeah, and cool story coming out of Alex Reese for this game, too. It was senior day for the Crimson Tide, and Alex Reese actually did give up his starting spot to um, allow – oh, no, wait, no, he didn't. Well, apparently, according to Coach Oates, he did come up to Coach Oates and tell him that he would like to give his starting spot to Tyler Barnes. Clearly, Coach wanted Reese on the floor and started all – all of the seniors, that was a nice story to hear from Reese and kind of just a nice little bright spot and a somewhat dark week for Alabama basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this week, this Wednesday, yesterday, Alabama went to Arkansas, um, and this was this was a wake-up call for the Crimson Tide. Uh, 81-66 final, Arkansas on top. Alabama still yet to uh, clinch the SEC regular season title, and we'll, that will be pushed back to Saturday when they travel to Starkville, in Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just a rough week, rough week for Bama basketball. But um, I think it's important to remember in all the doom and gloom that for a good majority of this game, uh, the Crimson Tide were in it and looking like they were going to win it. Um, Arkansas was, Arkansas had a nice lead on us early. 
we chipped away at that through the first half. And once the second half started, the team exploded for a nine point run. And right after that run, uh, the energy for our team really just, it disappeared, completely vanished. Uh, everything was off after that. Everyone played poorly after that. And it, it really fell apart. Uh, story of the game has got to be the free throw uh, disparity. The fact that you as a college basketball team can get 35 free throw attempts is, is insane. And we only got six, six or seven, I believe. Eight. I think it was eight, eight. total towards yeah, the end. Eight. With the two technicals and the ejection at the end. Eight free throws to 43 <clears throat> free throws from the Crimson Tide and Arkansas, respectfully, uh, respectively. That, that, is, that is a huge problem. <laughs> that is not right. I think, and just to point out, like, the sad thing is, like, they should have beaten us by more. They, 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 Arkansas themselves didn't shoot, like, well from the free throw line. They shot 27 of 43 as a team. They should have beaten us by more, which is the sad thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, we kind of just ran into a buzzsaw. Arkansas is playing really good basketball late in February, which is exactly what you want to be doing. And Alabama has came off a very lackluster game, and they weren't ready for this one. Um, you know, they were in it, like you said, Jackson, but the, it, it, the effort wasn't there. It just wasn't. It wasn't a good effort for the Crimson Tide, and something needs to be done in the next few days before Saturday, because Saturday not only needs to be convincing, but also needs to right the ship. Yeah, I, I mean. Yep. Yeah, it's also like kind of bad. I mean, like you hate to see because like the Tide have been struggling against like on the road against ranked opponents. And like, I honestly don't remember the last time we who was like our last like team on the road that we beat that was ranked. Tennessee. That that was in, in December. Exactly. It's been two months now. Like, I just we need a big win on the road. That's just my opinion going forward. Yeah, I think you guys are both absolutely correct. I think Saturday is huge. I think it's important. And I think it's high time a leader stepped up. Um, I, you know, I think even when you look at the stat sheet, we're one of a couple good teams that don't really have a true number one score. They don't have a true number one option. And I think someone on this team is going to have to get hot at the right time. And I think they're going to need to step up and start making their shots and start playing like a premier uh, college basketball player. We need we need a guy to go to. And a lot of people think uh, John Petty naturally is the man, but he's been playing poorly the past couple of games. So if it's going to be him, I think Saturday is the day he steps up. But if it's not, it's got to be somebody. Yeah, we really need Petty to step up. He's been playing piss poor lately. We really need him for March, at least, man. Like, he's going to have to start turning it up soon, sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, the Tide need a leader. They, they 100% need a leader. Um, exactly who that is, I'm not sure. Uh, I think Jordan Bruner can have an opportunity to be somewhat of a leader. I think mm-hmm. Herb Jones needs to be and should be the leader. Yep. Um, and although John Petty probably isn't the best for the role, I think he needs to 
whoever that leader is from there, John Petty needs to contribute mm-hmm. um, by being the talent behind the leader. Because in all honesty, you know, if, if, if the leader is solely based on talent, I'm picking John Petty. But the problem is I personally, you know, not knock on John Petty, but John Petty is not the leader type. John Petty needs to do his own thing, which is completely fine. But it, his own thing needs to support whoever's going to lead, whoever is going to lead this team. Uh, now, whether that's Jones, Shackelford, whoever it is, that needs to happen soon. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's fine if John Petty is not going to be the leader. Uh, you know, great players in all levels of basketball don't are not necessarily the leaders 100 percent of the time. But yes, John Petty, as uh, the recognized most talented player on the team. Needs to start playing like it. Um, frankly, he needs to start playing like it. He needs to be the high scorer on the team every night, if not a majority of nights. He needs to shoot efficient from the field, and he needs to shoot efficient from three when it matters. Uh, and until he can start doing that, I, you know, I don't think, I, I, I don't think we have as good a chance in March as I thought we did just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm totally with you, Jackson. I'm totally, I'm, I have a completely different thought of like this team from a couple of weeks ago and like this team going forward. Like we, like you guys said, like we really need a true leader and like, and based off of talent, I would pick Petty, like obviously, but he's, hasn't been playing like it. And I mean, he just, we really need him. And it's really kind of like annoying in my opinion that he's going through this like slump. I just hope he gets out of it. Like, I hope Mississippi State is his breakout game. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping like John Petty just puts up like twenty plus one night and just get his confidence back. I think he like he just needs like that one big game to get like his confidence back. Cause like John Petty's like a streaky guy, if you haven't noticed, like obviously. And like one like big game can like propel him for who knows how long. And I just hope Mississippi State can be that one game. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you guys are both right. Um, listen, just to kind of round this out, so we can get to the women's side of things. But <clears throat> although yesterday was terrible, um, ever you know, every time we lose one of these games, we come back on a streak. Uh, so yeah, yesterday yesterday was alarming, but we come back on a streak and. Uh, and, you know, if you've been watching Tide basketball for the last couple of years, no matter what position they're in, for some reason, once they get in Bridgestone Arena and it hits March, it's it, they're chaos and they're streaky and they're good. Um, and, you know, the Collins section run, they were really good. Last year, they would have been really good. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical right now, but I'm positive because – this team does know how to turn it on at the right time. Uh, and I think once that happens, things are going to roll in the right direction for the time. 100%. Getting into the women's side of things, after a convincing win over Auburn, Alabama took on the Florida Gators and came out victorious 77 to 70. Jasmine Walker led the team with 22 points. And I thought I thought it was an impressive performance for the women's team in this one. I thought they did exactly what they needed to do. They played professional. They took that momentum they got from beating Auburn and carried it to the next game. 
Yeah, I think you're right, Jackson. Um, you know, what what have we been talking about on the women's side on this podcast week after week? The three stars need to show up. The three stars need to contribute, and they win basketball games. And that's exactly what you saw. Like you said, Jasmine Walker had 20, 22 points, but Jordan Lewis puts up 20 of her own with five assists and one rebound. Aria Copeland puts up 16 and five. You know, those are some pretty good numbers from three really talented basketball players on this team. And that's what led them to the win. Yeah, I completely agree with both of you guys. I mean, we needed these three stars to show up, and it looks like they didn't. Whenever, like, they all score nearly 20 points, it's all usually a good game for us. I mean, they all rather shot well, rather. I mean, uh, it was a good win, honestly, over overall. And continuing off of their be, uh, win against Florida. They took uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide, took on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and came out victorious again at home, seventy-seven or seventy-one to sixty-three. Uh, Jasmine Walker dropped another twenty-piece. Uh, Raya Copeland had nineteen, and Jordan Lewis had fifteen. It was another great game for the trio of stars for the women's team. And I think uh, Auburn might have really been a turning point now, looking back on it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast about how Auburn needed to be and we thought was the turning point for this women's team. And now, you know, three three wins in a row now, and it's starting to get um, pretty serious about that. You know, this game was fun to watch. Uh, the girls just really looked like they were clicking. They were fairly consistent. Um, if you look at the box score right now, I mean, 19 and a quarter, 19 in the second quarter, 17 in the third, 16 in the fourth. You can't ask for much more than that in women's basketball. Uh, you know, when you're consistently scoring 20 points a quarter, like that's a solid, solid outing. So uh, this was fun to watch. This was really impressive. And uh, it's good to see the women, uh, you know, back on the come up. And we'll talk about their seating uh, possibly in bracketology in part two. So. Yeah, I mean, overall, like you guys, I mean, you guys have hit the ball pretty much. Uh, but like this was overall a great game. I mean, like you said, through every quarter, it was just pretty consistent. And I mean, when you score nearly 20 a quarter, it's going to be pretty hard to beat unless like it's like a close, unless like the other team is like obviously like competing. But this game wasn't the case. Um, yeah, overall, it was just like a good win. You're absolutely right with that, Zach. Um so with that, it kind of wraps up the past week in both women's and men's basketball. Uh, women's finding some success, men looking for success. Uh, so when we return, we will be talking bracketology, obviously some changes after the loss. Uh, rankings, obviously some changes there and some other stuff going on in college basketball. We're one, way, one week away from March, fellas, so... Get ready. Uh, it's starting to look like madness. We'll be right back with Bama Baseline. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. Welcome back, folks, to Bama Baseline. Uh, we're in part two now, talking about all college basketball news stories and whatnot. So uh, we wanted to start off, like we said, at the end of part one, we're a week away from March, which means bracketology is getting realer and more real by the second. Um, so prior to yesterday's game, the men are looking to be settled in the two seed of region fourth. Obviously they could have improved that possibly with a win yesterday, but with a loss, now we have to start to speculate. Uh, so first of all, let's get your guys thoughts on again, the position of 
the two seed in Region 4, and then let's kind of touch upon, you know, speculate where we're going to go and what you think of that bracket as well. Well, uh, we've said it for as long as we've been recording for this show. Uh, re- two seed Region 4 is ideal. Um, it's the place we want to stay at. Obviously, after a ugly loss to Arkansas, I don't think we'll be staying there. But even just getting out of that first round, it looks looks simple. Uh, Region four is is not very strong. Um, I think we would be one of the top three, top two uh, strongest teams in that conference, regardless of ranking or in that region, regardless of ranking. But. Uh, you echoed it. It's looking like we might be getting a move to region one, which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to just ask you guys what you thought about potentially going to region one or a region with uh, Gonzaga or Baylor in it. Pain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not making it. Pain. <laughs> I mean, that's not ideal, but I don't, I, me personally, after like this loss against Arkansas, I don't really, I mean, I don't think we're going to be staying in the Ohio State bracket because I think we're going to be, mo- we're going to move. But I, I, I hope we somehow end up back in the Region Three with Ohio State somehow. Yeah, I mean, listen, as it stands now, um. If Alabama were to go into Gonzaga's bracket, uh, you know, Florida State's in that three line, which is a scary team for Alabama, not only big, but just as athletic. Um, so that 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 could get dicey fast. Um, but after that, I mean, like if if and when if you can get past Florida State. And Missouri's in there, too, that could knock out Florida State. I wouldn't mind seeing Missouri again. I know they beat us, but I think we could beat them again. Um, it, on the Baylor side, you know, you got LSU as the seventh seed. That's, you know, we haven't had a problem with LSU. Virginia Tech would be the sixth. The Houston would be the three in that bracket. Again, I almost want to be in Baylor's bracket if, that's the, if it is what it is right now, just because – I don't have a lot of stock in Houston right now and Florida state's looking Florida state was a six seed two weeks ago. Now they're a three seed. So. But we like, like I've been saying, like in past podcasts, people don't sleep on Florida state come March. I mean, like they're going to be, I think they're potentially going to be a scary team to face come the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, it, it is not ideal, but I do, I do agree that, uh, regions one and two would not be a death sentence. Um, there is there there there'd be a shot. Uh, we definitely make it deep. I just I just think uh, you know, uh, obviously as hopeful as as we could get would be meeting Gonzaga or meeting Baylor. And I don't know if I have no confidence this team gets past either of them. Um, I, I really just think it comes down to what we think this team can accomplish. If we think this team can compete in the final four, then I would say uh, we gotta we gotta set our sights on Region Four for the best chance to get there. And if we think this team is, is maybe only an Elite Eight team, then I think Regions One or Two uh, look pretty ideal. Just depends on what you think this team's ceiling is. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I don't necessarily think there is a ceiling for us because, once again, I, you know, we're saying we're disappointed, and yeah, that's fair because there are two games left in the season. But in all honesty, the season starts again on Friday, you know, March twelfth. Like that, there's there's a part of college basketball in which. The regular season, you play for seeding in the SEC, in the conference tournament. But once it hits conference turn- tournament time, everyone 0-0. One win, one loss, either sends you on or sends you home. It's simple as that. Like, the new season starts on March 12th. Now, if we can use these two games to build up to March 12th and get ready, get our heads right, find a leader, I think this team has huge potential. But it's important that they realize that the season, you know, they need to win on Saturday, get that regular season championship, get that under their belt. And then from that point on, it's zero. We're O and O and we've got to win the next one. And that's I, what yeah. they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, like these next two games are really big in terms of like go the momentum going into the tournament. I mean, like we, I think Nate Oates just really needs to like get these boys just like ready. Like, cause like, we haven't been winning on the road. And like when it comes to the tournament, it's like, like you said, it's zero, zero. And it's a matter of who's hot to like basically win the tournament. And I think if if we get hot, we've shown the potential when we're hot to be a dangerous team. So we got to hope for that. My bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Listen, they're in a different, they're definitely in a, difficult position but they still have a ton of potential and like we said the season starts march 12th so now flipping over to the women's side uh latest bracket has put alabama as a seven seed in region one that would be yukon's region for anyone who hasn't watched women's basketball in the past however long they've been dominant but yukon's number one um playing byu so you know, I like this spot for the girls. I think they have opportunity to keep on climbing. I don't see a reason. You know, they've been on a three-game win streak, and they can continue to keep on winning. So we'll see how far they can improve their seed based on both the conference tournament and the remaining few games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to see where the girls go from here. I think it's a good spot, and I think they definitely have an opportunity to get better from here. Yeah, I mean, oh, go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let me just say, what a time it is for Alabama basketball, men's and women's, to be potentially in the tournament. Like, that's just what a time to live. Like, it, Alabama sports in general, I gotta say, is just like what a time do we live in right now. But yeah, but looking for towards the tournament, I mean, I just hope these the women team just like stays hot. Because, like I said previously, like it's a matter of who's hot, who goes far in this in these tournaments come March. So, I mean, if we can keep this momentum up, we can hopefully see both our teams make a run in the tournament. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think uh, this I think this women's team is primed for uh, a few a few spots uh, of climbing uh, coming up. I totally think we could make it to uh, Region Four third seed. Maybe maybe higher than that. I mean, I think right now the sky's the limit. I think uh, the women have really hit their stride at the perfect moment. Um, 
And I would echo with our, our next uh, segment. Everyone better keep their eye on Alabama, Texas A&M this weekend. I, I don't think Texas A&M is as safe. I don't think they are. Yeah, well, we'll definitely talk about that in the next part, but I definitely share that sentiment with you. Um, so like we said, March is upon us, and or soon to be upon us, but feels like it's upon us uh, because we have a litany of upsets in this past week. Obviously, you know, Arkansas did beat Alabama, which is an upset, but we had a ton of them. Um, starting off, I want to talk about Duke beating Virginia. Um, listen, this is huge for Duke, a team that – has been in the tournament since I can remember facing the bubble. Uh, they go into Virginia, they beat Virginia, uh, and then they beat Syracuse after that. And now they put themselves in a decent position to be back in the tournament. Um, so as much as I hate them, you got to tip your cap to Coach K, getting those guys going in the right time and trying to make a run into the tournament. Here comes Duke. I, mm-hmm. I knew they'd hit their stride at some point, but – and doing it without their best player as well. I, it's, it's, that's Duke, man. It's that pedigree. I just, I personally just would love Duke to make the tournament. Cause like, it would just be weird if like Duke wasn't in March madness. Like I personally can't remember the last time they weren't in it. Yeah. I mean, like I would love to see Duke make the tournament for that reason, but then I also want them in like the seven ten game and lose to like Loyola Chicago. Just because, like, I'm okay with Duke being in, but they don't deserve success. (laughs) But uh, following that, this was not too much of an upset because they were 13 and 12 at the time. But West Virginia beats Texas. Um, This was more so of an upset for the Big 12 just because West Virginia has not found the success in the Big 12 as Texas had. So this was interesting to see and definitely will be something – something to look forward to once the big 12 tournament rolls around and seeing some of these matchups repeat themselves. Um, next we have Kansas beating Texas tech again, another big 12 upset, if you will. Um, but they're just beating themselves up really. Uh, they're just, they're, they're all really, really good and anyone can be anyone on any particular night. So that's just kind of how the big 12 is rolling right now. Um, I mean, Kentucky beat 19 Tennessee, 70 to 55. I don't think Kentucky's going to get anything out of this, really, but it's a good win for their program. Um, other than that, I don't think we had any more upsets on the 20th. Uh, yep. Nope. <laughs> and, then- and then we also have Michigan State beating Illinois. As another upset we didn't mention. And Oklahoma State beating 18th Texas Tech 74-69 on Monday the 22nd. Teams are just... I think Cade Cunningham in March, baby. Uh, we, he, he needs to be in the tournament. Like, there's no question. That is prime time television. Cade Cunningham in March. I'm telling you, when they make up the Oklahoma State-Baylor game, Oklahoma State will hand Baylor its first loss. It's I'm, a telling you, I'm telling you right now, Baylor is losing to Oklahoma State. It's simple. That would be – I mean, Cade Cunningham would have to put up so much. He would have to do everything, like, perfectly. Yeah. I know. But, but like, that would just be awesome to see. 
Listen, oh, every time, every time that that game has been postponed, Oklahoma State has come out the next game. They've won their fir- the game before by a lot. Then had were about to play Baylor, gets postponed, and then they pull off another big win like this right after. Look out! I'm telling you, they play their competition and they do it well. We need to see him in the tournament. Like he's a must-see player in there. Yeah, he is. Oh, Oklahoma could get. Oklahoma's got a shot to get beat up. If Oklahoma, if 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 uh, Oklahoma State handles uh, Oklahoma uh, University, Oklahoma, I think. I I don't see how Oklahoma State wouldn't be ranked. Yeah. Right now, they've got uh, OU sitting at seventh. If if OSU can handle two losses back to back, I don't see how they don't creep up to even 18th, 19th, probably higher. They're definitely they're another one of those teams that's hitting their stride at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I keep saying, I mean, Could like it's be better. Who thought? It's a matter. March is March is a matter of who's hot. That's like what it is, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I think it's kind of ridiculous that Oklahoma Saints not ranked, but it's just so weird to see like Kansas and all like all these big schools just like either be ranked really low or like not be ranked at all. Yeah, and just a couple more. Georgia Tech beat Virginia Tech the other night. Uh, Virginia Tech, another ACC team that's kind of slipping like Virginia. Kansas State beat Oklahoma, like you said. Oklahoma might have some issues there. And Missouri's continuing down their slippery slope, losing to Ole Miss as well. So, listen, it's it's March. It's happening. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, indeed. Uh, finally, we, we did kind of do this a little bit. We was just wanted you to hear the rankings as of right now. Uh, just the top ten, obviously, Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, both holding that one-two spot. Michigan slides into three, Ohio State four, Illinois five. We were at six. We'll probably drop down from there. Oklahoma at seven, Villanova eight, Iowa nine, West Virginia 10, Florida State creeping their way up the top 10 or top 25 to 11. Um, But I would not be surprised if Florida State is somewhere in that seven to six range after the Bama loss. Where do you guys think we're going to drop to? 11. Yeah, well, I think we'll not. I don't think we'll be in the top 10. Um, six to 11, that would be a pretty big drop. Well, the problem is, you it's it's honestly going to depend on how Iowa plays against Michigan tonight. Because if Michigan blows their doors off, then maybe we slide into that 10 9 spot. But I mean, West Virginia getting a big win over Texas, the Oklahoma Kansas State loss does help. Um, but Oklahoma did beat us, so I would be surprised to see us ranked lower than them or higher than them, but I don't know. Yeah. There's still a lot of basketball to be played in the next few days before the rankings come out. I'm just I'm just hoping we can get hot. Like I really we really need someone to catch fire. Doesn't matter who. We will. It's just a matter of time. I, I, we trust Nate Oates, so. Ball and Oates, baby. Ball and Oates. Ball and Oates. You got it. So, with that being said, we're going to move on 
to part three. So stick around and thank you for listening to the Bama Baseline Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, The Capstone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bama Baseline to part three. On this part, we're going to look ahead for the both women's and men's games. So coming up, Alabama men's basketball has a game at Mississippi State and a home game versus Auburn. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought, just like score predictions, what you guys think is going to happen for. Let's start with Mississippi State. Sure. Uh, we travel to Mississippi State this weekend. Uh, this is the opportunity to win the SEC regular season. Uh, listen, we got to bounce back this game, and I totally expect us to. Um, I, I I don't see it any other way. We need to come out. We need to win, and I think you're going to see a leader emerge from this game. I'm not exactly sure who it's going to be yet. I hope it's her, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going with an 82-65 victory for the Alabama Crimson Tide to win the SEC title for the first time in 20 years. Yep. This game, massive. Don't leave it up to chance at Auburn or don't leave it up to chance versus Auburn because Auburn's going to play you hard. And if you're not and if you're not watching your back, Auburn's going to beat you. It's Auburn, Alabama. It's always tough, no matter the sport. Uh, control your destiny. Take, take care of business at Mississippi State. Um, somebody needs to step up. John Petty needs to have a good night. And we need momentum to carry into the game versus Auburn at Coleman. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you guys. Like, this is a really big game for us in my opinion one it's an away game against an sec team and then like this is just like a big game for our momentum like i think we this game is like important because we have to win on the road because like like we've said earlier i i don't remember the last time we won on the road which was tennessee and that's back in december so like we really need a win on the road versus an sec team and i mean no better time to do it than now and it, I don't think it'll be like, oh, like a kid. We're not going to kill him, but I think we're going to win by like maybe eight to like 12 points, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be like as big of a blowout as you said, Brandon, but that's just me personally. Uh, but we also have a game coming up at home, our last home game versus Auburn, the Iron Bowl. And what do you guys think is going to happen? Predictions? Listen, I think this one's going to be a dogfight because obviously Auburn's going to come out and try to play. It's their hardest. Obviously, it's their last game of the season with no postseason for them. Uh, there's a lot to be proved, obviously. Uh, but with that being said, it's it's going to be an all-senior crowd in Coleman. It's the last game of the season. Um, a lot, last game for a lot of these guys in Coleman, a lot of story guys of the program. Uh, I would expect nothing less than an Alabama beatdown. This is going to get ugly. Uh, it'll be competitive for a while, but it's going to get ugly late. And Alabama's going to take it home with a lot of pride in front of their seniors to send them into the SEC tournament. Yeah, uh, I agree. Auburn is always going to play you tough. They're always going to play you hard. And I think Alabama really needs to take control of this game. They really need to take control early and maintain control all the way throughout the end of this matchup. Um, Auburn is not going to roll over. They're not going to give up. It's another SEC opponent. And if you really want an SEC championship, you win at Mississippi State to mean something, you take care of business against Auburn. Um, I got the Crimson Tide uh, 88 to, let's say, 80-81 and a nice win for the seniors at Coleman. 
All right, yeah, I mean, I personally think this game is just as important as the Mississippi State game. Like, a big win at home would help our momentum a lot going into the tournament. And I think we need – I think this Auburn game needs to be a convincing win, like, for in terms of, like, going into the tournament and going to March because we need this game as momentum to, like, just, like, go as far as we possibly can and, like – I just don't want to lose to Auburn. That's just more than anything. I can't. I wouldn't. I can't stand it if we lose to Auburn. It's the Iron Bowl, obviously. But yeah, this is just a big game. And going on to the women's, we are. Our next game is versus number three Texas A and M. A and M. Sorry. And what do you guys think? Predictions again. Listen, uh, better watch out. Ladies are playing at home versus third. Uh, Third overall, Texas A&M. That is a that is that is a trap game. That is a game we need to play, and we need to play well in. That is a game we need to take to Texas A&M. If these ladies want a shot at making a nice run in March, this is their chance. They control their destiny. It's in their own hands. I got I got the women's the Crimson Tide in an upset at home, um, sixty-five to fifty-eight. Uh, yeah, I agree with you that this is going to be important for the women. Uh, this is going to be a big game for the women. Unfortunately, um, I think they're going to fall on this one. I do I think I think it's going to be a dogfight until the end. I think the women are going to play really hard and eventually uh, only lose by one with a 65-64 finish. Oh. This will not fall on deaf ears. This will motivate them uh, into their next game. All right, yeah, and just to quickly wrap up to the show, uh, just give me your quick predictions for Arkansas. Yeah, so like I said, uh, after a possibly tough loss to Texas A&M, I think the women are going to take it to heart, and Arkansas is not as good as Texas A&M, and I think the women are still going to continue to roll after, even after a predicted loss, like I've said, and it could go the other way with Jackson's prediction. Uh, I don't, I don't personally – Think, I think it could go either way, <clears throat> um, but I think they'll get the win against Arkansas just the way of basketball that they've been playing uh, and the trend they've been on. I, I I would find it hard to believe that the Alabama Crimson Tide lose two in a row. Yeah, I mean, coming off of two nice wins, uh, uh, coming off of three nice wins, excuse me, starting with Auburn, uh, the ladies have been on a huge streak maybe not huge in length, but huge in terms of importance. It's at the right time. They're playing well and they're playing well against teams. They should be playing well against. I think this is a huge chance for them to make a huge jump in the rankings and coming off of what I predict would be a win versus Texas A&M. I think they wrap up the season on a nice high note and beat Arkansas uh, 60 to 55. Yeah, man, it would be nice to, end the season for the women to beat the number three and 16 ranked team in this, in the, in the conference, in the yeah NCAA. Yeah. But that'll do it for us on this episode of Bama baseline. We hope to see you next week for the next week's episode. And until then roll tide everyone. And we'll see you on next week's episode. March is coming. <laughs> March is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. March is coming. <laughs>